Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. And here we are yet again. Don't adjust your TVs, your computers, your tablets, your phones, or your iTunes, or if you're listening on your headphones. That's right, Mike Kalinowski in the big seat, third time in a row. Three times in a row. Ryan, you're there with me, right, buddy? In the nest, Mike. You're up there in the nest with me. This, I think this is a record for us here, me being here three times in a row and also hosting three times in a row. Big record. Ever since Birds of Prey has come out, we've got I that guess Birds so. of Prey energy. I guess so. I guess we're, we're here, and that's where we are. Uh, guys, you're at DC Movie News. This is where we are every Friday here. We're going a little early this time. Uh, but I'm by myself. i got Ryan up there in the nest. Roxy Stryer's off being wonderful somewhere else, and Adam Gertler is making his sausages. He's... Man's running a business, and he's got that stuff going on. Cooking away. Cooking away. Uh, but we're here for you guys because it is a massive week. And uh, I don't know, Ryan. I'm sitting here thinking, I think we had a bet a little while <laughs> yes, ago as to exactly. what was going to happen. And suddenly uh, something happens, and then the two people who bet against me are not here. Uh, that, Coincidence? That, that's, I think that was on purpose. Uh, you notoriously, I think three weeks ago, maybe it was four. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it might have been before the new year. I don't know. I think um, it was actually like the first week was it? in the new year. You were like, we're getting it. We, we, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, we had talked because they, they, they were starting to film with uh, the Batman. They knew it was, filming was starting. We all said, okay, when are they going to drop the picture? And Adam said Comic-Con. Uh, or, did, or did Roxy say Comic-Con? They both said before, I, right after Comic Con. Oh, see, I think Adam. One of them said like a month before Comic Con, and I was like, "No, absolutely not." And I said, "They're getting ready to film. They're going to drop it within the next month or so." Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, <laughs> you awesome listeners out there blew up my Twitter. I was actually on set doing uh, at work yesterday, and I come off set and I check my phone, and it was just blowing up. Um, so here we go, guys. This is it. We got our first look at the patent at the Pattinson, the Pattinson. Uh, Matt Reeves tweeted this out. This was on his Vimeo account. It is the camera test that they were doing to see how the suit would look. But not only that, we don't get just, hey, we got a shot of him in the suit. We got Michael Giacchino's score in there, and he has confirmed this. He came on to Twitter and said, yep, that's my music. Uh, There wasn't talk other than that. They just put it out there. And uh, I think this is an awesome way to do it. Uh, Ryan, how we want to do this? Do you want to play it? I know we can't do the music with it. Let me play uh, it real quick. We're going to play this guy, so if you're listening along, I'm going to kind of narrate it with you guys. Because it's kind of cool, because I hate seeing this stuff on my phone, but it seems like that's the way we do things nowadays. You get it first on your phone. Uh, and I kind of, I almost didn't want to see it until I got home, but I didn't. Of course and not. And put it on Vimeo, which Vimeo. is awesome, because that's the highest quality you can get yeah. higher than YouTube. So here we go. So he's coming in, and it's it's got this red kind of tinge to it, and it seems like we got a full kind of like... From the belt to the top of his head kind of shot. But you still don't see anything. You just hear the music building. It's kind of narrating that for you right now. Uh, and it's got this kind of noirish, And, of course, that's what we think noir. And he seems like he's kind of, like, lurking towards the camera. But you, don't, you can't make it out too well. But then the bat symbol kind of comes into frame there. And then the camera pans to the left of him on his left side. And then uh, pans up. And then we get to see the shot of kind of the cape. The way the cape is kind of attached to the suit. And then we get the look at the cowl. And then he kind of does that little kind of nod towards the camera. Um, So, and the music, of course, kind of builds to a little crescendo there. And then we get his jaw coming into light. Uh, Yeah, so, and of course, like everything on the internet, there's lots of thoughts happening with this. Uh, Ryan, have you been seeing anything about... 
everything. Okay. Because <laughs> we're getting two different sides of the spectrum. For me, I always love the first reveal. Um, it was a great tease because we didn't get a we didn't get a full body shot like out like a. You know, I, I always use the reference of uh, Batman Begins when Nolan dropped, if it's Entertainment Weekly, got the first look of it. And he was stationed on like a, a metal grate um, uh, stairwell. It was a full shot. You really couldn't see the belt or anything, but you got an idea. This is it's a tease, and it's a great tease. This is an awesome tease. I did not expect to get as much as we did. This almost feels like more than when we got the Ben Affleck photo. Oh, of yeah. At yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. The Batmobile, because that, that was a great look. You could tell it was like Frank Miller inspired. This just looks so unique it yeah. looks like the arkham games like if you look at his chest plate right now yeah it looks very technical and yeah. mechanical while his cowl looks sewn on right yeah there's a lot of things different things happening here uh i'm glad you mentioned that like the like it's definitely arkham inspired with the games and, and there's that one shot with his shoulders you can kind of see his shoulders move it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And there's some straps holding the shoulders to the chest, and that's right from uh, the Arkham games. But we knew that going in. There was that talk that that was the rumor that this was going to be Arkham-inspired, but they're also saying it's uh, Lee Bermejo's Batman who did uh, the Batman Noel because you can see leather stitching on his mask. Um, I, it's very fascinating. What I, for me, what I love is the, is the collar. I love that like, kind of raised collar that is, you know, clearly he's got the head turnability. Um, you know, I lo- see you got that raised collar in the back there. I love that about the suit. That to me is is what Look I like. Look at the nose; it's it's stitched on. Yeah, I, yeah. And it's funny eyes. because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's daredevilish," and I think just because the lighting is red and you see the shadow over his eyebrow, I think that gives people a daredevil vibe. But I think if the thing was shot in blue, they would never have said daredevil. I think it's the red and black that is giving because Daredevil did a very similar shot to that. Yeah. Um, so I don't see into that, you know, and then there's people complaining, oh, he's so thin, this and that. I'm like, did you ever read the comics? You ever see a Lee Adams, uh, a Neil Adams or a, uh, you know, uh, Norm Brayfogle Batman? It's like Batman has never, you know, it's he's always had different sizes. I think we're going for a leaner Batman, which I love. I, 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 but in that shot, when he comes to the camera, he's not lean. He, he's very broad in that first shot where he's walking towards the camera. Um I mean, so, what, what are your thoughts on this this chest? Well, now I had said this uh, to me, and and I, no one has sourced this to me. I didn't. I'm just speculating on my own. I put this out there as my own. I think that is pieces of the gun that killed his parents are wow. molded into that because it it doesn't look. Eh. It looks like a gun. It, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, people, because pe- people tweet out to me like, "Oh, I don't see a gun." Like, I don't think it's a full gun. I think there's pieces of the gun. In there, like the handle, yeah, the grip or something is in there, and not for any kind of weapon. I think, and and Detective Comics, uh, one thousand did this. I believe it was a Kevin Smith story. No, it was drawn by Jim Lee, where Batman tracks down the gun that killed his parents. It ended up in a pawn shop, and he molds it and melts it into the symbol. But it's the oval, and he used that as on his chest. So I think that's inspiration, and, and people are asking me why I think this. I think it's a reminder of why he does what he does. I think it's 
kind of symbolic because what he's out there every night beating up criminals and it was a criminal that caused Batman to be alive and, and, and what Batman is. So I think that's kind of a reminder is like what is happening to you right now is a result of one of you, you know, and I'll never forget why I'm doing what I do. And every night I'm going to go out there with this weapon on my chest that killed my parents. I think that's incredibly wow. powerful, uh, you know, but it's a comic book and I think that's kind of a comic booky with it. And I love that. Um, I think it's also some kind of weapon. You know, I think it, yeah, it looks like it could be a version of a batarang or like right. two knives that you can just pull from. It just looks badass. Yeah, like, it's it's definitely thing. different. I was I was actually thinking we were going to get a the oval bat again, like the the raised symbol. Um, but there's definitely people have mentioned they think Titans, like Robin, how his his R comes off during on Titans, uh, and he can you know release that somehow. It definitely looks like it's going to come off. Yeah, I definitely could see him. Because if off. he takes it off, there's still the black outline is on his chest. So it's not like it's just bare chest. It looks like it's sunken in. So when he pulls it off, there will still be the bat symbol in his chest. Do you think that this test footage is specifically, as they put it, test footage? Or that they shot this to be released, to share with the public? Because that, that's I, a I think, confusing. Well, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think if it didn't look good, they wouldn't release it. Yeah. You know, I think it's like, oh, this is not I, – I think this was just – and we, we always talk about this. We always complain and we always like – like Shazam, like uh, Sandberg, he wanted to release some footage uh, – pictures of Shazam. But we got those kind of, you know, set yeah. weak set photos that everyone kind of tore apart. So they beat people to the punch because I can guarantee within this next week we're going to get those crappy spy pics <laughs> of him hanging off a building with wires holding him up and stunt teams and the, the costume people holding his cape and stuff. So it's going to – they beat us to it. Um, I guess you can't prevent it, so you, you might can't. As well control it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they did. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because people, of course, are bitching. I, I went to there's two websites on Facebook that I go to. It's um, Batman Online and Let Your Geek Side Show, and they're just you know geek sites, uh, and everyone's ripping it apart. And I just go in there and I said, you know what, guys, I remember back in May of 2014 when the Affleck picture first popped up, and you were all saying he how fat he looked, how how doughy he looked. You were making the sad Affleck memes with him pushing the, the, the swing in the rain with that one picture, and now everyone in this thread is like, Affleck, no one will beat Affleck. Affleck's the best ever. It always happens. They did it with Bale. They did it with pa- uh, uh, Affleck. They're going to do it with him. And in a month, a year and a half from now, they're going to be saying, oh, my God, Pattinson's the most best Batman ever. His suit's the best ever. There'll be 50 million cosplayers building this thing. You know, I, I of the mind is like, it's a bat suit. It's something different. I'm glad they did not do what Affleck did. And pe- I didn't want Affleck's version. Right. Because they nailed the comic version. That is the gray and black comic version to a T. You know, chef's kiss to that one. Chef's kiss. And I- it's done. It's gone. We're not going to get it back. Let's do something different. So they had to go the opposite way. And I love it. And, I mean, this is what's interesting about this is, you know, the Batman suits, they change over time. Right. The more yeah, yeah, action yeah. Batman gets, the yeah. upgrades. And we heard this could this is year two of him being Batman. Right. Without a Lucius Fox helping him. They were, I remember, I think that was the, 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 the thing they said, this is him building it himself. Mm. And I think because in the past we're so used to uh, Lucius building all his stuff for him. Or, or that the Nolan films kind of established that. Right. But this is him Alfred probably building it on his own. So that could explain the leather. I'm very curious, Ryan. This is what I'm curious about, and I want to get your thoughts. Sure. The ears, because oh. we don't see them. Yeah. Are they going to be short or long? And I've seen some mock-ups. Boss Logic did a couple of mock-ups. Yeah, I, um, I think the long ears with this suit look better. There, he did one with the long ears and one with short ears, and the long ears, me personally, look much better. 
You, you like the long ears better. Well, I don't like obnoxiously long ears. There are some people that love them, like the Arkham games where they're like a foot off his head. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how do you get in the car? How do you get in doorways? I like like a medium-sized ear. Like, I like a medium-sized ear. Yeah, I think... I'm looking for the, the, the those write-ups right now. I did see those earlier, and he even colored it in without the red. Yeah, outline. yeah. People have yeah, people have taken like uh, some technology is amazing. They're already defilterizing it. There's one. Is that Boss Logic right there? This is Boss Logic. Yeah, uh, like that. Cool. I, that level of ear is perfect to me. And like, look at that suit right there. That's the suit. Just kind of. You know, that's an awesome suit. I, I'm digging uh, I'm, the design. Yeah, like you said, I, I'm glad they're doing something different. I would be. I don't want it to be awkwardly long ears. Like, what was right. kind of interesting about the Nolan movies with uh, his ears there that he had like a sonic uh, and they're like antennas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah. Yep. Which I thought was so creative. Yes. So I hope they do something like that. Um, with this Batman because it is a little weird. Like other than an intimidation right. factor of like I'm a bat, uh, what are the points of the ears? Well, Man. I mean that was I think the great thing about Nolan is he went in going I want a reason for every single thing on this guy's suit. Right. Whereas the Affleck version and the, the, some of the issues that I had were like his gauntlets were molded and they looked like muscle like in his forearms. I was like, well, why would Batman mold his muscles? Into the forearm, or are we supposed to buy that when he puts on this thin leather, it's molding? Because we knew. So I <laughs> yeah. actually, I'm a fan. I actually prefer the Justice League suit over the BVS suit. Really, it's a little more streamlined. I like the BVS cowl with the Justice League suit. The, mm. the cowl, the suit is a little more streamlined. The the gauntlets are ten times better. And and even even re, uh, Snyder even said he didn't like the gauntlets in Batman vs Superman. He preferred what they created in Justice League. I mean, interesting with the ears and those. They're they're tiny little. Like, oh, they're they're small. Or, yeah, but it worked. And again, we got that. So let's do something different. Um, but again, I'm going to wait for a full suit reveal. But but uh, for me, like I'd said, and we've talked on the show, I'm a huge fan of the Arkham games. So knowing that this is Arkham inspired, you've got me on board completely. I, what I'm curious about, and I'm still looking for the ear shot. I, uh, the comparison they were making to Daredevil, yeah, yeah I found like, okay, yeah, it's a red. It's tint. red and is kind of like the, the brow. It's the brow, but also I think the, the idea that like the, the Daredevil show, I love the Daredevil show. I do too, my friend. I thought it was so gritty. And yeah. like you said, like he made his own suit until he got that one guy right. to yeah, actually yeah. make the full-fledged thing. I would love to see that. I would love to see like a bare bones okay. Batman who's kind of doing his own thing, and then as he gets more and more followers or helpers, then he gets yeah. the high tech. Because that, that's one thing that even with the Nolan Batman, yeah, he went. He had that one scene where I think he went to Jim Gordon's office, right, and right, he right, was in a just like a burglar outfit, yeah. But I think the transcend the transcending of building that uniform and yeah. really like earning it. That was such an awesome feeling at the end of Daredevil season one where he gets the suit. Right, right, right. felt like he earned it. Yeah, and, and there's not to say that he won't have multiple suits. And I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I would have thought, and we've, we could talk, we're going to talk about a little, little bit more. Um, well, actually, talk, we'll talk about it now because it kind of goes into it. We know this is Batman year two. Year two. Um, which is interesting to me. I thought we were going to get a Batman much later in his career. Like, I'd say four or five years in. Right. Um, because Pattinson's, what, 32? 30? Early 30s. Well, I guess if they're going to go off, you know, I've always thought Batman started being Batman when he was 25. The Nolan film changed it to when he was 30. He's 33. Okay, so the Nolan film established him as 30 when he comes back and he's Batman. Uh, the comics, I think, with year one, established it as 25. So seeing Pattinson being 33, and he doesn't look 33, I figured Batman would have been Batman for five years in this world. Well, I mean, I don't think we're going to get that origin story again, right? No, no, I don't think so at all. We're not getting that, no. So I I think that makes sense. I think uh, it's if we're comparing it to the Nolanverse, 
it's almost like his Batman Begins already happened, and yeah. we're just going to get the time between that and Dark Knight. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I just and I, the reason I say that is I want to see a Batman fully like knowing what he's doing and not and confident in his abilities. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to see him second guessing himself and making mistakes. I want to see, you know, of course he'll make mistakes, but I want to see him like a full on Batman because we saw the young Batman with the Nolan stuff. We saw the older Batman with the Affleck stuff. So now this could be Batman in his prime. And what's cool is, uh, but we'll yeah, see. Exactly. I don't know. It's the prime. I think right. that's what's so unique is even that trilogy is so great for Dark Knight. Right. But the only time we really got to see him in his prime was like up against his number one worst enemy. Yeah. I think it's going to be unique to see a Batman in his prime against all these other villains. Like right. We're getting Penguin. We're getting Riddler. And it seems that we're getting so many villains, and they're going to be established already, so we're not getting origins for these films. So there's hopefully there'll be a history with these characters, and I know we've talked about that a little bit. Do you think they're taking a note out of Joker's book in terms of the grittiness? Like I feel like the details of this suit... I'm curious to see, and again, this is going to be so much more... Like, the Nolan films, for what they were, did not, for me create a world of gotham like gotham needs to be a, a character like batman as a character for me mm. and i've said this like it should feel like a character and i remember the that's why the the um uh, burton films have such a special place because they wanted to make it seem like hell had erupted from the sidewalk and kept on growing and and you felt dangerous and you felt like there was danger and the nolan films and they did that they wanted to be real so they were in chicago and you felt like you could walk down the street and you'd be fine yeah, like I want a city where you need to have a Batman, and and I want Gothic architecture, and I want buildings to look different, and and you know, I don't, I want them to take, and they're not filming in the United States, so that's a great sign, you know, they're 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 getting out of the United States as far as cities, so I'm hoping their entire world is influenced by this, and it's it's character driven. I I want, you know, it, it, I I say the Arkham games, I use those as the gold standard of Batman to me, is the Absolutely. Arkham games. A few people in the chat, a lot of people agreeing with you. Shout out to everyone in the chat. I'm sorry, I can't be reading that, guys. I, I'm trying to do two <laughs> couple different things at once here. Don't worry, but I got you, usually Rox is my chat girl. I got you today. All uh, right, we buddy. Have around 200 people in the chat. 200? Welcome, 200. welcome, guys. Hit that like button. Fantastic. That up. Fantastic. Xeno uh, Hours saying, darn, I'm late. Well, we're better late than never. A lot of people agreeing with the Arkham suit that that's their favorite depiction yeah. of Batman and of Gotham. Ivan oh, Soto yes. in the chat. Manny Gonzalez saying, what's up? Shout out to Mike Kalinowski. Agreed, Mikey. I don't want none of that MCU um, Holland Spidey-esque type stuff with the suit. I don't know entirely what you're referring to with that. A lot of people are loving the suit, though. Uh, James yeah. Droid loves the suit. Everyone loves the red aesthetic that was in this video. The tease was dope. The yeah. <laughs> and here's the cool thing. Talk about the red. Uh, we don't know what color the suit is. Oh. That's what we're saying. Like, I'm, I am very – like, I, to me it looks black, but – you put red on a blue, would you get black? Like, I I'm, I thought we were hearing that it was going to be blue and gray. Or purple. See, that, that, I, that, that. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know how that's going to fly if it's purple. Right. I mean, as far as I've known, his gloves have been purple. The inside of his cape has been purple. Um, I'm hoping for a dark blue and gray. Um, I think, yeah. If I'm, they go all black, that to me, as far as what we've seen so far, will strike me as the Gotham TV series Batman Batsuit. Because there are some parallels being drawn between the two. Um, and I think if they do a, all black, that will kind of lean to that. Uh, and we just, I don't know. I don't know what the. A, a lot of other people in the chat also saying, you called it. We're, you we darn right I did. Early. You, you right. darn right. Because we're going to get to something here in a second, which I didn't call. Uh, but that's a good segue. We're going to move on uh, from the suit. We'll be talking about this ad nauseum, I'm sure, in the coming months. And that Giacchino score that, you know, Adam said yeah. he met Giacchino in a bar. I know. Saying, like, the yeah. score is dope. Yeah, and Giacchino is one of my favorite composers. He is a 
you know, his Star Trek score, his Mission Impossible 3 score, um, those are his Doctor Strange. Those are the ones that stand out for me. Lost. I think he did. I know, he, I know he did Spider-Man Homecoming. I think he did Far From Home. I should know that. He also did The Incrededibles, and, which of course, is yeah. one of the best, yeah. including Inside Out. He does a lot of Pixar films. So he is, to me, and what I love about Giacchino is he always creates themes. A lot of composers, when they, especially they do these superhero movies, they don't create a theme. Like, I want a superhero theme. And I think he even talked about his Batman theme. So we'll be getting that more of that uh, hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what else we got? Well, we're going to go into a segue round where I I was top notch picking on when we're going to get the bad suit. You want to know something I wasn't right on? What's that, Mike? My box office predictions for Birds of Prey. Oh, I think no, we sat. I think we sat here one week ago today. I was in this seat, probably a year, probably a week ago, right now, where I said, I'm going to say it right now. I came in, you know, guns blazing, saying a billion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You did say a I don't, I don't know what. First of all, let me say this, guys. You know me on this show. I cannot predict box office. I'm the worst out of all of us on this show at predicting box office. I said the Joker would never make a billion. I said Aquaman would never make a billion. I thought Shazam would make like six or seven. Uh, oh, I was guns blazing saying it was going to make a billion. Ryan? How much you make? I don't know what happened. 33 mil at domestically, 81 million worldwide. That, oh, but that, that was his first weekend. That was his first weekend. Yeah. Uh, so it made its budget back. Just the budget. It hasn't worked on uh, – we're not talking marketing. We're talking the making of the film. It's cleared its budget. But there's no way to not think of this as a disappointment. I mean, I mean, am I wrong in saying that? No, it's a disappointment. Uh, and, and I am befuddled. I am uh, – I don't know what happened here. I cannot – for the life of me, explain it. All my friends are talking, and these are my friends that love to bash DC to me. They love to dig at me. Lately, they haven't been able to because the past few movies have been great. But I'm talking like right after Justice League, up until then. Uh, they love to come at me when stuff goes bad with DC. Um, yeah, and this but is, this, this, they're like, the company's like, I loved it. I don't know what happened, Mike. And I was like, I don't know what happened either. Do you um, think it's the stink from Suicide Squad? But that movie was so long ago. And it was. Why, why would that stink not affect? Joker, Aquaman, yeah. Shazam, Joke. I think it's because they didn't share a lot of the same characters. Um, but really, is, so is this thing Harley Quinn? It might be Harley Quinn. Brief shout out to David House who just did a super chat for two dollars. Thank you so much, hey buddy. Um, but you know, I I think that might be it. I think the the thing is, Suicide Squad was a lot more successful. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge, is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Weekend, but it was just right. No one really liked it. I yeah. think I think people just didn't expect to love this movie, even though I thought they did a they did an all right job marketing it. I remember the weeks leading up to the release, everyone here on the show was saying, you know, we don't really know what to expect. So yeah, what was the because I saw a lot of people talking to me saying, oh, the marketing wasn't good. I don't. They did two trailers that kind of were like, okay, cool trailers, good. But I guess I guess that that's got to say it all it says right there because I mean, leading up to it, I was never like, oh my god, I've got to see this movie. The only yeah. the the time that hit me was when all my friends in our in the, our industry friends saw it the week before and they were only able to do social media reactions. When that happened, then I was kind of like, "Oh, 
Now I'm excited. Right. And that was the week before. I mean, what, other than Joker, I, I just think they're on this awesome run where everyone is praising the DC films. And this is the one that was very similar to one of their lackluster films. This yeah. is the first one that has been like a direct sequel directly related to something like a Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman. Everything else has kind of been its own thing. Right. With Shazam and uh, and 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 Joker and just those and even Aquaman for that matter they've yeah. kind of been their own thing whereas this was the first one yeah, like we're going that's back a very to good point pool. you know I, I think it's going to have some staying power there's not I do too I think um, I think this is one of those films that you know it's home video release will do really well because it is a very good film mm-hmm. like that's the thing it's not like a bad film it's not like oh it's one of those crappy movies but we had fun watching it it's really good i just think they're in a little bit of panic mode though because as in another story we got here they just changed the title well yeah so let's talk about that so that's what brought us to this so birds of prey the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn is now changed to harley quinn birds of prey uh and screenshot yeah and that's and that's what's on the amc app as well yeah and but people said i was reading somewhere they said this is a algorithm thing as far as search engines go like because when people were searching birds of prey i guess the first thing that was coming up was like the comics and stuff it wasn't the movie so now when you do harley quinn first that's what pops up um what what do you think about that i think that should have been the movie from the beginning right we've talked about this it should have been called harley quinn and the birds of prey i think the two things for me where well, it's, I'm torn because I think the R rating served the film. It did. I, I think the R rating did serve the film, and obviously these comic book movies that are R rated are successful. Joker right. You can't. You can't example. say because it's R, it was bad. Like it was it, that hurt it because Joker made a billion. Yeah. So you don't R, but like the F bombs. I guess in an, in a PG thirteen you can only do one F bomb. But the F bombs right. are so like there's Ryan. You know everyone swears, and there's just <laughs> something about swearing. There's just an emphasis to it sometimes, and there's so many good drops of F-bombs in that movie yeah. that fit, and they laugh, and they're funny. I mean, Black Mask's ranted that one time when he's going off is, you know, F-bomb Aladdin. I, I think you're right, though. I didn't, want to know. I didn't want a PG-13 version movie. Could it have been great if we didn't? Okay, let's say this. If they wrote that script, and they said, this is a PG-13 movie, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But they wrote it this way, as an R-rated film. Right. So you got to give WB credit for, you know, sticking to the guns. Now, that said, I was talking to some friends. I, this is the last R-rated DC film we get. That's you it. I think so? Oh, yeah. We're done. No way. And I'm not saying like Joker type where it's these offshoots. Anything in the DCEU proper, you know, because we were joking. We talked about Schmodown. Some of you guys in the chat know the Schmodown. Okay. We're saying, okay, is Joker now a DCEU film or is it a DC film for when it comes to Intergeekdom League? And that was, I was like, oh, I don't know. Because we were doing our, our top rankings of the DCEU. No one's putting Joker in those rankings. And I'm talking to all of our friends, on, all of you guys on Twitter and, and all of our friends in our circles. They're doing their rankings. No one's putting Joker in their film. I think they're looking at it as its eight films right now. So I'm like, in the DCEU, I'll say proper. Because when the films air, they all air that cool DC, you know, with the superheroes and they're all together. They're, they're all there, so... That's DC's WB thing. You think this is the last R-rated one? I, I, in the DCEU. In the DCEU. You see... Yes, I think we're done. This proved it. I it's mean, it's a like, good... I mean, that's a good guess. I, someone, I oh, someone just put... I'm sorry. I'm, the chat's going real fast. They put about a Deathstroke, Gareth Evans. There it is. Uh, is it breaking news? No, no. He's just saying, I want a Gareth Davis. I think you made Gareth Evans, buddy. You could be wrong. I think you mean the guy who did the raid is Gareth Evans. 
Um, yeah, that Deathstroke movie. Deathstroke movie. I agree. I think that would be awesome. I think should be R-rated, but I don't think we're going to get it. When it comes to the title change, Mike, yeah, uh, the thing that's a little concerning to me is, yeah, I agree with you. It should have been this title from the beginning. Right. I don't – it was always a unique title, and I was actually kind of uh, – shocked that like oh wow they're sticking to their guns they're keeping this title i think that's a cool move um and a unique thing i just think it's so late now to change yeah. it the opening weekend is past i don't i don't understand this this change i think um it's just gonna be confusing uh yeah i i i, I just kind of wish they either stuck to their guns or they changed it up right or they made that movie that worked for the harley quinn or the birds of prey or the fantabulous emancipation because now Title-wise, they are changing this from a Birds of Prey movie to a Harley Quinn movie, which is which is what the movie is. It's a Harley Quinn movie, right? I just think you're confused. It's doing more harm than good now. Or okay. do, do you think that they're that they're fixing? I, I think the I cause? think the ship has sailed. Mm. I think the film's going to do it. No one's going to go. It's like, oh, it's a Harley Quinn movie. Okay, I'll go see it now. Uh, but I will say this: this interesting box the, the week the box office this weekend is going to be very interesting to see to see the, to see the drop. Now, it, you, now, you just said uh, Suicide Squad is the only – you said this is going to be the last Radar movie. Do you think that uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad is going to be rated R? I don't know. I think they might be having conversations right now because they're filming and they're going to be like, well, hey, so look at this, look at this. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping my, – my, my thought is this. I'm hoping DC has learned their lesson from meddling with filmmakers when things don't go the way that they wanted to and they let these films play out. You yeah. know, because I, I, I think – it's interesting. So we're going to get Wonder Woman 84, which is not even attached to this. I think that's going to do gangbusters. I could be wrong again. Uh, it's going to do gangbusters. I think it will. Um, and then you've got the Batman, which is going to hopefully, and I think, again, be awesome. So the, the real test of this Birds of Prey, what we're dealing with, is the Suicide Squad, uh, August of 21. That's good because it's, a, again, attached. So are we going to say, okay, let's see, does it have the stink? That the Harley Quinn character has because Harley Quinn's in it. Right. So that will be the film that's, you know, because the, the, the 84 and the Batman, uh, Wonder Woman 84 and the Batman seem like they're these nebulous, because Wonder Woman is in 1984. It's not attached to anything. It's nebulous. The Batman, we don't know. You know, we talk about this. Is it in this universe or is it not? Or is it like a Joker thing? So I think that's going to insulate them from this. So the next film that we're going to deal with is The Suicide Squad. And that is that's going to be it. I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I'm I, I can't figure out the, this this box office. What's going on? Because, yeah, you know, I, I think I think if you is- if you are out there and you're complaining that there's not enough female driven films by female directors, writers and female cast and you didn't see this movie, you're part of the problem. I have to say that I got on my soapbox. I've talked to Roxy about this. I talked to my girlfriend about this. You, you can't be championing filmmakers. Women filmmakers, women leads, women writers, and not see the films. You gotta do it. And it's not a, and people are saying, like, well, well, Charlie's Angels bombed. Completely different. Charlie's Angels, no one wanted that film. No one, we, we, they had two great films a decade, two decades ago. They had a TV series that bombed. That, that was like beating a dead horse. This was Birds of Prey for a character that everyone loves. If you talk about Suicide Squad, even if you hated it, Margot Robbie was still the, 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 the creme de la creme of that film. Right, and I mean, I you gotta put your money where your mouth is if you want more of this fan stuff. I this film, but I, I still do think right. it's way. better. But you went to it, you saw it. Oh yeah, went to it, saw it, and I think it's way better than a lot of the other DC EU movies. But some of the, and, and I, I don't mean to throw that. I wasn't like saying that just for women, guys too. I, I I went through these chats of these men that are like, oh, you go woke, you go broke, and all this. I was like, no, this film was not a, a, an attack on men. It wasn't a 
men can do, women can do it without men. It wasn't any of that. It was just a great film that celebrated the characters. So it's, it's, I, it's, it's, it's they weren't to trying think. to make some kind of point with this film. But I, I, but breeding it, there were a ton of. There's a big community out there that thought that and weren't going to go see it. Right, and it's scary to think that the box office results of this movie are going to impact future like right. female-led superhero oh, movies, it, movies it's, in general. And, you know, I know we talk about this and, and people don't think that, but they do. That's why for the longest time after the bomb of like the Tomb Raider films and the Catwoman, studio execs, the big dudes, are like, nah, they, they just don't sell. Those movies don't sell. So now they're going to look and they go, well, Charlie's Angels bombed. Suicide Squad didn't do well. You know... Hopefully they have filmmakers that keep pushing it, though, and I think that's what uh, So go we'll see, see it this weekend. Yeah, go see it. I'll probably see it. I've seen it twice. I'll probably see it one more time uh, before it leaves theaters, and I will absolutely buy it. But speaking of female what do we got? superheroes. Yeah, buddy. Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz the on Miss Hot Kravitz Ones is talking. Week. Uh, you know, we had Margot Robbie on Hot Ones last week. Yep, eating them wingies. <laughs> She's uh, talking about just the role of Catwoman and how she felt like an immense pressure taking on the role, which I can't blame her. That's a huge role in the Batman ethos. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a really interesting interview. She seems so fun in person. Yeah, she talked about Pattinson. She was saying, I, re- I read something. She's like, she's never worked with uh, him before, but now they're in training together. They did chemistry tests, which are aw- awesome to hear. Um and then now they're training. They're stunt training and fight training. That shot of her right there, that's the Arkham suit. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, does she look good. That'd be She dope. looks great. Yeah, I really hope that, that they end up going with something like that. Yeah. There's um, just something about her. That, that There's just this inherent uh, sexiness about her. Do you think in the in all the Catwoman castings for movies, yes, sir. do you think this one, I'm more excited about this one. I feel like I can envision what this Catwoman is going to look it's like. It's interesting. I can, I can see it right away. Like Anne Hathaway... She sold me the minute I saw her. She did that scene where she's all demure, and then she flips it on. There's so many times in that movie she just turns, and you're like, oh, there's that Selena Kyle. I, I remember the whole audience getting this kind of like laugh about it. It was great. Um, but Anne Hathaway, she looked great, but she, I was never sold on her. To me, Catwoman has to have an exoticness to her. Mm. And even though, the, like Michelle Pfeiffer, even though she's a, a uh, kind of a, a typical, uh, I don't want to say typical, but a white-leading lady, there was just this exoticness in her eyes, this craziness. And Zoe Kravitz has this exoticness, this, this – there's something about her. Um, like I, I believe her. She's Catwoman and I haven't seen her yet. I, I know it's a weird thing to say, but it's just a gut feeling I have. There's just something about her that is like – I think she's – Like there's a bit of a bad girl to her, which right. I love. Catwoman has to have that. She's also, the bad girl. I also think she just hasn't had that role yet that everyone's right. going to know her for. Yeah. I think this is going to be the one. This is going to oh, be the yeah, role. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. If she, if she nails it, she's got to nail it. Right. Uh, and I think, yeah, I'm excited for that. Other news in the Batman, we got a really blurry photo. <laughs> yeah, I saw I, I, I saw. we were talking about this, and I was like, what's going on here? And it's it's, it's just a spotlight, right? He's just It's uh, Jeffrey Wright. Gordon. Wright, yeah. Gordon. Uh, little teases the bat signal out there. Can't have a bat movie without the bat signal. So that was that on set they took that? He threw this out there right after the Battinson video came out. I think just hopping on that train of excitement for this movie. Okay. I think it's pretty interesting in that, you know, Jeffrey Wright, he's just such an incredible actor. I think yeah. he's all on board with this movie. And like we said earlier, it's year two. Right. So everyone's aware of the Batman. Right. And now and they have the signal out already. And so hopefully he'll have a relationship with Gordon, which is exciting. Yeah, you, like a working relationship. Totally, the, the relationship yeah. he had in the Dark Knight movies was phenomenal, and I hope they just keep yeah. following that train. Um, really unique. Yeah, buddy. All right, uh, jumping gears. We got one hundred and eighty-four. Entertainment Weekly did some first looks, doing some great shots of this stuff. Uh, there she is in the golden armor. 
Um, I had posted and it got taken down. Uh, Umberto um, Gonzalez, El Mambe, yep. posted a look of Catwoman. Uh, Cheetah, I'm sorry, Cheetah, Kristen Wiig, and I did a link to it, and I got a cease and desist from uh, WB the next morning on uh, Twitter saying, hey, Whoa. can't be putting this stuff up there. And, I was, and they took it down. I was like, okay. Uh, I was just kind of retweeting the picture, and I, I realized, I was like, well, why hasn't this gotten out? It was like, oh, it was, it was a leaked picture. Oh, so okay. it was my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got yeah. a little slap on the wrist there from Twitter. But she looks awesome. Gal Gadot, yeah. I she mean, looks. This is the, I feel like, the, the biggest, yeah, we, there's nothing to worry about. This right. Movie's just a guarantee. But again, we hear, we hear thoughts. You know, it's like I, people are, I think for this, the, the weirdness, I think, might, for people, it's going to be such a shift from the first one. Because you're going from this gritty 1918 World War One film to the 80s, which is the the decade of gaudiness and you know, um, but I think that's such a good dynamic and the characters and they, they even said she talked in this article, Patty Jenkins, where she's like, I can't talk about Wonder Woman three because if I do it will if I can't talk the, I can't talk the setting because it's going to give away spoilers in this film, so they already know what the third one's going to be, right? Uh, but she's not going to say what it is. So I'm I'm good on this. I didn't want to talk. Or do too much on it just because I I I don't want to look at them too much. Right. I don't want to overanalyze them. I want to go into this film kind of blind because the more I see, the more I'm kind of like, oh gosh, I don't want to see that. You know. Totally. Um, but it looks great. The gold yeah. suit, awesome. I I think we're gonna get a trailer. Probably. I think Comic Con. No, it'll be out before Comic Con. Oh wow! But I think people think WonderCon. I don't WonderCon. They never do anything big for WonderCon. They never do. But it's Wonder Woman. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think maybe right before. I think in the spring. In the spring, if, if DC's got a big film in the spring, uh, we'll see. I would have thought with WB with Birds of Prey, but we didn't get one. Uh, anyway, big win, two Oscars for the Joker. There he is, Joaquin Phoenix winning for Best Actor, and Gildor, uh, Hildor Gunadotter, I'm probably destroying that name, won. She's the first female composer to win an Academy Award, I want to say in 30 years. I could be wrong on that. I think it's ever. I, is it? I think it's ever. and it's... Ever? I thought it was the first one in 30 years, or maybe she was the first one nominated in 30 years. She might have been There's the first some one massive, in 30 years, but yeah. she's, as far as I know, I'm aware, and I'll double check this. I think she's the first female to win Best Score at the Oscars wow. um, alone, and one of the, probably the most genuine speech. Oh man, her speech! And I wonder, like, why is she pointing to Bradley Cooper? Why is Bradley? Cooper? No, Bradley Cooper is exec, executive producer on the film. That's why. Because I was watching it, and we were in this a, a birthday party, and it was kind of a loud bar, so I really couldn't hear exactly what she was saying. But then they posted to Bradley Cooper, and he's blowing her kisses. I'm like, well, what's going on with this? He produced the film. She's the first woman to win for a dramatic composition at the Oscars. Wow. She's from Iceland. Incredible job. I mean, the, wow. the, the amount of music that uh, enhanced that film is incredible. Yeah, for me, that that, that score, it, it's it, I guess it's for a score. There are certain scores where you watch and you're like, they just are great because they're great themes and you can listen to them all the time. This was one that just enhanced the film. That's what its job was. There was no – I can't think of a, the Joker theme in my head, you know, and I don't need to, but it just – the sense of dreads. Oh god, that one scene with the, the 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 his two guys that come to visit him and he kills one and then he wouldn't let the guy out because the chain on the door oh. and the score for that is like ah, dancing. Yeah, it's, she deserved it for the this. Improvised dancing. The music oh. he said was so good in that bathroom scene. He just improvised. I that. I think of the Joker, the two that it won. Those are the two I think it deserved. Mm. I do not think it deserved Best Picture to win it. If it did. And I don't know about Todd Phillips' director right. or, or the writing. Um, I think these are the two that it won that I'm like, yep, that's what it should have won. And you know it's the most nominated film from last year. Yeah, was it 11? 
11 knots. That's crazy. Really. It's fantastic. Really incredible. Just a massive success. Yeah. Across the board. Across the board. Didn't pick that one. <laughs> I didn't pick that to be that big of a success. But anyway, uh, we got some stuff with the Suicide Squad popping up. Better uh, photo sets, uh, photo pictures coming out. Who we got there? John Cena, Idris Elba, and the one Harley Quinn all dressed up. She's emancipated. Man, I, so you know. <sighs> I think she, this is a cool outfit. She's, got. she's always got great outfits. I think I love that they're never put in the same thing, but it's got to be weird to be on the set. Your film comes out, and it's what's happening is happening. It's underperforming. That's got to be weird to feel. Yeah. Like you gotta like. I think they're gonna be done filming soon because they've been filming a while. Uh, Full steam ahead, I think. I hope. Oh, please, WB, learn your lesson and don't because we're in a situation right now where we're a BVS Suicide Squad. No, it's. No, it's we not got not, no. I wouldn't say that because Suicide Squad was coming right. It was like three months later. Yeah, then no, it was position. like it was it was March to August or March to July. This has a much longer time in between it. Well, funny enough, this movie's liked more, I think, than those films were, but it's not as successful as those films were. So it's a, yeah. it's a unique position. It's weird. But, uh, I mean, yeah, this looks like a, a really inspired outfit for her. It looks like they're in a really crowded area. Yeah. Um, her and Idris Elba. There was a shot something this morning. I saw she was getting out of, like, a limo or something for something in this outfit, and they were filming something. So, uh, again, I don't know. We're going to see what's going to happen with that. Um, but it's cool. You know, again, those are the things I don't want to see, but they're popping up. Uh, I hate set photos. I do love set photos, but I also hate them. Right. I don't know what to say on that. If they didn't uh, release them, it's just yeah. it's not something they intended. Right, 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 but right. you can't stop it. Yeah, it's going to be there. All right, guys, this was an interesting bit. Maybe not be for all of you, but it's awesome for me. Uh, Paul Dini is returns to the Batman animated series universe. They're doing the Batman. The adventure continues. Now, this is not a cartoon. It's a comic book. Uh, DC Comics is releasing. I think they said it's at least going to be six issues, digital firsts. Uh, but they're continuing the story of the animated series. If you guys ever watched that, and I hope you did if you watched this show. Um, and they're going to kind of continue in the world of that. If you know, if you collect the, the the DC collectibles, the action figures, they're starting to do more characters that aren't on the show. They're doing Deathstroke, Azrael, Red Hood, and they were saying in this interview that these are going to be chance for them to tell these stories in the world of the DC uh, comics because they went from Dick Grayson to uh, Tim Drake, and they never did Jason Todd in that show, and now they get to do Jason Todd. Uh, I think this is great. I love those uh, cartoons. I love the comics that they did for a while with these cartoons and these characters because again, it's just a different verse. Uh, in the Batman comic books. So it's the animated series kind of making a comeback here. Uh, but it's the guy that created it, so he's going to be doing it. So that like, gets the gold stamp right there. Gold stamp, really yeah. exciting. Uh, and just it, it just goes to show, you know, even if you have a lackluster performance for one thing at the box office for DC, Man, so I can't. exciting stuff in the, in the works. Ryan, I just don't know about that. I don't know what... Thinking about this, and I, we, we just had the Suicide Squad pictures. I don't... Hopefully DC is going to go, well... The critics loved the film. The fans loved it. We just had some issues somewhere. We got to figure that issue out. Let's not mess with the other films. Let's let the filmmakers make the films they want to make. Let's figure out where we drop the ball, either marketing or perception, and change that. Mm. Not change the films because the film was great. It really was. It was great, and I think you know we had, we had two. Minutes. And even though Ryan, like you said, like you weren't a hundred percent like us on it, but you still, it's not that debacle you're like what am i watching oh this is awful like it's really a good film and 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 a majority of the film even people that don't like it are like that i like this i like this i like this there was no resounding negativity i felt about this film except from those dark pockets of the internet 
that are, you know, that. It's unfortunate. I think that this movie... Uh, you know, just because of what came before it, it didn't right. have an equal shot as a lot of other, a lot of other movies. Yeah, did. you're right, buddy. I mean, m- maybe if this was. <sighs> and I think, hey, I think it's going to grow. I think. It's oh, going I, to I get think its this money. is gonna be one of these films that you know I'm very. I want. I cannot wait till Monday morning to see what the box office is because if it does like, let's say a forty percent drop, that's that's great. If it does like a sixty to sixty-five to seventy, that's going to be trouble. Like BVS had like a sixty-five to seventy drop first to second week, but if you if it stays like. 40s to maybe 50 drop that's actually very well and i think we're jaded right we yeah. know how warner brothers acts when right. something isn't a right. complete massive success or not yeah. claimed. so that's why we're just it's worried so... <sighs> like it's not that it, it honestly wasn't it's not a failure yet it's only been out for a week we're just worried because of what's happened in the past right what the reaction and it's be. funny it sucks because where do we get to a point where a film let's say it, I'm, I'm gonna say it's end run will probably be like low fours i'll say that Four, like Man, I'm, I'm going from a billion Ryan to 400. low four hundred million. And I mean, hey, but that, even then, that's a, that's a profit, right? Like I look at the John Wick films. The last one cost eighty million to make, and that made three hundred fifty million end of its box office run. Still a huge success. They're going with a four. They're making a TV series. Why do we get into this point? Because it's a comic book movie. If it doesn't do a billion, it's a failure. And I hate that we. We we are at that point. I mean, John Wick the first one cost forty million and it only made eighty seven million. And I think it's different from Marvel, Mike. You know, with, with I guess this, these movies don't all completely tie into each other, right? They, they do. Someone but- said that they were like the non connectivity. We don't know what's going on. That hurt it. I'm like. Did it, I don't think I actually think that benefits it because if I do too. a if a Spider-Man Far From Home doesn't make or get as much eyes on it uh-huh. that that actually impacts the overall MCU as a whole as opposed to this where I don't think you need to see this movie right. to see The Suicide Squad. You don't even need to see the su- the original Suicide Squad to see this movie. The right. animated film, they do a great job rapid tying it up and moving on. So I think hey, it wasn't as huge a success as you might have hoped, but I think keep rolling with it. Yeah. Full steam ahead. All right. That's all the time we got. That's it, guys. We're going to save uh, TV time because I don't do that unless Rock is here. But you guys have been great. We're going to be back. Hopefully the team will be back with us, guys. I'm going to be on Twitter all week. Go at me. Let's talk this Batman. Let's talk Pattinson. Let's talk it all. You can find Adam uh, online. I believe it's at Adam Gertler. Roxy's at uh, Roxy Stryer. Ryan, where are you at, buddy? At Ryan Nilsson, R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N, and Ryan Nilsson on Instagram. Guys, I'm at Mike Kalinowski. Sorry for this late wrap-up here. But we got to get going, guys. See you guys soon. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.